Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Dread Time Stories. I'm your host, Dr. Phobia. And tonight, dear patients, it's been a while since we've taken a deep dive into fear. So tonight, we're going to visit five more phobias to see if we can make your skin crawl. At the top of our list tonight, we have mysophobia. Mysophobia is the fear of germs. Mysophobia is the excessive fear of microbes or getting contaminated with germs. It is also known as germophobia. People with an excessive fear of germs believe that the world is a filthy place and may develop excessive compulsive disorders, otherwise known as OCD. As a result, they are constantly washing their hands or cleaning well beyond the concern of cleanliness. They are known to spend the majority of their day doing these activities over and over again. Mysophobics may also have spent vast amounts of money on buying cleaning products and exposing themselves to more than necessary levels of harmful chemicals, such as chlorines and other heavy-duty cleaners. It is important to note the difference between being neat and orderly versus a mysophobe. A mysophobic individual is mainly concerned with the contamination and sterilization, unlike a tidy person who is just looking to make sure their home isn't a pigsty. Many people with the extreme fear of germs also tend to think about microbes constantly. They fear getting contaminated from dirt, dust, or even being around people who sneezed or cough, no matter how far they are away from this person. The more often that a mysophobe is sick, the more likely they are to think that the area around them is not clean, and this can severely impact their daily lives. Phobia number two is monophobia, the fear of being alone. Many people as well as animals are known to suffer from monophobia, and it's definitely a challenge to overcome. Monophobia is also known by other names, such as isophobia, and is actually related to another phobia we'll talk about here later on in the video. It is characterized by extreme anxiety and depression when the individual suffering has to be alone, no matter how long the duration. As a result, they refuse to do normal activities such as sleeping, eating, or even going to the bathroom alone. People suffering from monophobia are unable to do simple tasks that involve them being by themselves. The fear of being alone also leads to bad relationships as the individual prefers abuse rather than being left alone. Symptoms of monophobia include feeling unsteady, experiencing lightheaded or dizziness, the feeling of choking, rapid heart rate or palpitations, chest pain and discomfort, trembling and shaking, or numbness and tingling sensations. Monophobia is also combined with other different types of phobia. For example, many people who suffer from agoraphobia, the fear of public spaces, or thanatophobia, the fear of death, may also suffer 
from monophobia. The fear of being alone can be due to various different factors. As with most types of phobias, the origin of monophobia can often be traced to someone's childhood, wherein they might have had a frightening experience while left alone. Long-term anxiety, bad relationships, and other socioeconomic factors can also lead to monophobia. It has been established that most anxieties and phobias occur in people who have less developed strategies for coping with difficult situations. Children raised by anxious parents may also be more likely to suffer from the common types of phobias. These phobias and anxieties can be passed down from parent to child, which they will inherit, and will make them react negatively to stressful situations. Fear number three on our list this evening is taphophobia. Taphophobia is the fear of being buried alive. It is closely related to other phobias, such as thanatophobia, the fear of death, and placophobia, the fear of tombstones. It can also be related to claustrophobia, the fear of tight spaces. The word taphophobia initiates from the Greek taphos, meaning tombs or graves, and phobos, which stands for deep dread or fear. A couple of famous people who actually suffer from this phobia is poet Edgar Allan Poe and George Washington, America. Poe was very obsessed with this fear and it was often the topic of his books. A few include the premature burial as well as the fall of the House of Usher. Throughout history, there are several hundred documented cases of people mistakenly buried alive. Though, as more modern times have graced us with their presence, it is not as much of a fear today unless you cross the wrong person, aka crazy ex, drug dealers, or even the mob. Though throughout the 19th and 20th century, there were their fair share of mistakes. This led to the famous phrase, saved by the bell, where when a person was freshly put in the ground, they would tie a bell around their wrist. That way, if they were still alive, the bell would start ringing when they realized they were in a box and started to thrash. It is even said that miners who have had a negative experience of being trapped in, well, mines, have also developed this phobia. Other negative or traumatic events like being buried in the sand on the beach for fun and left for hours or could definitely cause this phobia as well. Parents or other adults can unknowingly instill this fear in children by talking about it to the point where it develops a genuine phobic response to the listener. It is even said that the rich and famous, or those who can afford it in general, will make elaborate arrangements for their funerals in their will, which includes air pipes, oxygen tanks, heart simulators, and so on within the coffin. Many ask not to be buried for at least three days after passing away. Number four on our list this evening is autophobia, the fear of abandonment. Now, very similar to our first one we talked about this evening, monophobia. People that suffer from autophobia 
hate to be left alone. In fact, they sometimes have medical issues if left alone for too long. The causes of autophobia in the majority of cases are caused from childhood drama when a parent or loved one leaves following a divorce or separation or even crosses over to the other side. Even in adulthood, the sufferer continues to believe and fear that every person in their life that is significant is going to leave them in a similar way. Thus, the phobia stems from a childhood learned behavior. Now, abandonment in childhood could be physical, emotional, or even financial, and all of these can be traumatic to a young child. The death of a parent gives rise to several overwhelming feelings, followed by financial difficulties, changes of home, and these deepen the trauma further. Symptoms of this phobia can include anger, apprehension, avoiding relationships, depression, anxieties and panic attacks, such as shaking, nausea, headaches, gastrointestinal distress, and increased heart rate. These psychological effects are often seen in every aspect of the sufferer's life to an extent that it may impact their social, professional, and intimate relationships. Examples include a spouse constantly suspecting their partner of having an affair, an autophobic parent does not allow their child to form intimate relationships outside of the home. A partner that constantly calls and sends text messages to the other. One attends office functions and other events where the other is not invited. And, unfortunately, the last one, stalkers can actually suffer from autophobia. And now to your patients last, but certainly not least, glossophobia, the fear of public speaking. Also commonly known as stage fright. Many people will experience this to some degree. However, most will get over it, no matter how unpleasant they may find it. In an extreme case of glossophobia, however, individuals simply freeze before their audience. They may even be unable to speak. They might find that their mouth dries up or they start sweating, shaking, or experiencing heart palpitations. Glossophobia can lead to highly embarrassing situations. People with the fear of public speaking will try to avoid these situations at all cost. Business people might even experience setbacks, owing it to their inability to make pitches or presentations. Family members or friends requested to make speeches at weddings or birthdays may refuse, owing it to their glossophobia. Glossophobia can also come on suddenly even in experienced actors and musicians who may start to find their performances difficult. Now, here's one that's really terrifying. Pilots and cabin crew can also suffer from this and they may refrain from making public announcements. Yikes. Just when I tell myself I'm not aerophobic, that little tidbit of research pops up. Wonderful. So, there you have it, dear patients. There's part three of our deep dive into phobias. 
Now, in the last video, I did actually say that we were going to get into more of the irrational phobias, but some of these today were actually still rational phobias. Now, I'm going to continue down the rabbit hole, and we're going to see how much more we can uncover. There's a lot of spooky stuff out there, so we'll see what we can continue to find. Now, like I always say in closing, check under your bed, look in your closet, and sleep with the light on. The life you save may very well be your own. Good night, everyone.